you know, Toby hanging upside down. <laughs> I mean, I would have never. I mean, I don't think I would have ever guessed. If you'd asked me on January 1st, if so, if you had said, hey, there's going to be a, something unbelievably crazy happen this year, can you guess what it'll be? And I don't think I would have guessed. I don't think I would have guessed it. That Toby's divorce would maybe, be the thing. Yeah, I think I would have guessed maybe somebody dies or it's like a crazy. But your dad you know, did die. My dad did die, yes. Yeah. After so, that, yeah, so. so that did happen. But also. I, I would have maybe, that could have been guessable. Yeah, you know that I mean? would have been on the possible guesses. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Toby, but what about other years? What's the second? I mean, first of all, is this, is the, this worst? the worst? And if, if, if so or not, what's the other top two? Well, that's what I'm Out saying. All like, you I, could I, say I, when you were one, maybe it was horrible, but what was bad? I, I would have, I, I was probably, uh, so it's weird when you talk about the whole year. That's what's kind of interesting mm-hmm. about this question. If you went to a certain day of this year, it would be the worst day of my whole life ever. Okay, no so you what. did. So the year most people would have a high correlation of the worst day of their life would probably fall in the worst year of their life. That would be true for yeah. many most people. Right. But, so, but I, but I would say this isn't my worst year. I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, what we've was had the some worst rough one, ones. though. Well, I mean, 2019 was real bad. Mm-hmm. It was real bad. I mean, 2019 mm-hmm. was when my best friend, uh, you know, yeah, it was was really mean and i was like that was and and i never and i never talked i never talked to him again after that best explanation yet i mean it was just like well well, he was mean and we never talked to him again i like it that is pretty crazy you've you've had Mm -hmm. two of the worst years of your life in the past three years yeah recently and publicly by the way recently Sorry. Very publicly. <laughs> Recently and publicly, and, you've had two of yeah. the, wor- the two worst years of your life. Yeah. Okay. And I could understand from an outside per- point of view, <laughs> I, I was a I was a part of both of those. So it seems like it's, it's, maybe right. maybe the I'm the problem. Element yeah. is you. Wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Maybe things are just starting. But to- is there any years in your all the way back? We've had to go back though. I mean, it was really it was super scary when Jess had cancer. I mean, when she had cancer, I was I was very scared and I didn't know what that would mean. I thought, you know, before we found out the diagnosis, that uh, you know, I didn't know if it was like, you know, extremely life threatening or uh, what was going to happen. And we had three kids, and and she was scared to death, and I was very scared too. So that was a really bad one. Um, uh, the year that, uh, went to jail a few times for driving underage and I got caught with alcohol in the car and stuff like that. So, yeah, that you tell that yeah. that used to be a big part of the stuff you would always talk about probably. And then probably, yeah. Like your yeah, parents are, divorce or something. How about was that? that? Yeah. Rough... How about that was the worst year in the interfamily uh, when you were young? Yeah. My parents divorce was pretty bad, but I don't know. Um. That's what I'm saying. When you look at it in the year, the whole year, you go, well, this these few days or these weeks or these months are pretty bad. But once you start getting away from bad situations, you see how maybe they shaped you or changed you or you yeah. need you needed to get out of those situations. Like uh-huh. like with Joey, I miss a lot about our friendship. I really do. I miss him still sometimes. But the truth is, I mean, I am glad that 
we don't podcast with him anymore or work with him anymore. There were some things that were, were really difficult and tough. And so, um, I don't know. So that, yeah. I mean, besides that exact time, but I mean, that was really heavy. I mean, I thought, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was talk about suing us and, and treating, you know, all kinds of stuff. And the people that I thought I really cared about, the people that I would have said are, are also my best friends and Joey and his family and be, said really cruel, mean things about me, but I, you know, and so I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what I was supposed to do in that situation. And then my divorce is, to, was, was really tough too, because I mean, this, you know, I thought, it, you know, it, this, I don't want to go off on a tangent just yet, but, um, just yet. Well, well, one, pocket of, one that of the things tangent. That, okay. there, there's a very <laughs> unique connection to both of those and it's called Christianity. And I've been thinking how much Christianity fucked me over in my life and didn't teach me. It, it taught me that when things go bad, you pray or you just get back to church or you just get right with the Lord. And people even told me that in both situations, you got to get right with the Lord. You got to fix it. I mean, people were DMing me about Joey going, you got to fix this, man. You have to do this and this. And I was like, what? What are we like? I mean, both instances in my marriage too. people are like, well, you know, God can fix anything and he can do that. But, but nobody, but Christianity, it was like, told me to not have sex before marriage, told me to, uh, always be, always stay married, always do the right, uh, right thing according to what the church says is the right thing. And, and so I just like, I feel like once the real shit hit the fan, it didn't provide me, uh, it had not provided me a real education or tools or resources to really go, wait a minute, hold on. Maybe I shouldn't be in this. Maybe right. I'm, maybe, maybe I'm not a terrible person. Maybe I'm not a fuck up loser. You know, I, uh, yes, I, I, I say a bunch of shit on this podcast and I'm a, <laughs> I'm a silly person that loves to have fun. But I'm not a bad guy. And I mean, I've been having to really drill it in my head since 2019. I, Toby, you aren't a bad guy. You mm-hmm. aren't a bad guy. You don't try to fuck people over. You, right. you, you aren't a bad guy. And I, I feel like, wait a minute, but I was always trying yep. to be a good guy. And then all wow. of a sudden I, I wasn't or something, you know what I mean? Like it was just like that stuff really does kind of get me some, like, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, that you yeah. some, that's a, that's a powerful summary. I think of, the, I mean, it's at least a shortcoming that it's just like the, there's so many times where I guess Christianity enable is like an enabling part of that, that mm-hmm. it just tells you to it doesn't help you in some way set a boundary or move on or understand your own way in some, there's something that it inhibits in development. And if it's yeah. used wrong, it's like, it's like not about Christian. It's not, it sucks to say that's about Christianity. It's not, it's just a human behavior pattern built around Christianity that does that, that enables right. it makes you, yeah, have to, is it, I don't know. It's like, cause, it just makes you have to feel lower about yourself in some way that other people can take advantage of. Is that it, part of the pattern? Like, it, it, that you have to think bad enough about yourself that there's it enables other people to take advantage of that. Because you like are the idiot and the dummy, and you always need help. Well, that, that's and what I'm it saying. Keeps you in I'm, need I'm, a little bit. I'm the one that has the goofy job, uh, emo singer. And I'm the one as a, you know, I do, I am goofy and I like having fun and I do forget things and, and, and silly and I'm not organized as other people and, and don't do things the same way. But I mean, I just, 
I, I'm just saying in general, and I, I'm just talking about me. I think I think Christianity screwed over a lot of people. I think Christianity screwed over Joey. I think it screwed over my marriage. Mm-hmm. I think it screwed over a lot. Like, I mean, wow, you're a lot, acting a lot. like people are going to say it's just now just like that's so self. I know what you're saying, but it's going to be sound self-fulfilling that now you're bitter against Christianity because you lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but you, but you're going to sound I'm like not. a bitter or something, I'm but not, you're not. I'm not yeah. bitter. I, I, I feel bad for it. I feel bad. We have an amazing God and what and I believe in Jesus and I believe in redemption. I was telling uh, uh, I forget who I was telling. Um. But I realized this year the two most important things I think I stand on are forgiveness and redemption. I think those two tenets or, or ways of being are completely destroyed in this world, and I think Christianity helped destroy them, and I don't think people want to forgive, and I don't think people believe in redemption stories. They, they more believe in destruction stories. Yeah. You fuck up, you lose. And so <clears throat> I, I'm really a, I, I do believe that Jesus' story is about forgiveness. I do believe it's about needing help, and when you get things wrong, it's okay, and you can come back from it, and and it's all right. But I just, how the hell do we get here? I'm just saying. <laughs> overall, the big the big point is, uh, there are really bad days, but if you look at a bigger picture, there's everything can get better. It really can. Yeah. I mean, even even the worst things can get better, and that sounds like Tony Robbins self help woo woo stuff, but I don't know. I just. It's true. I mean, yeah. it's this is totally cheesy to say, but I mean, every bad thing ha- actually does have a silver lining. Yeah, like, it just yeah. does. Like, it, there's always a little bit of a positive with any big negative. There just always is, no matter what. And I mean, that's same like with your divorce after you started kind of seeing some things about your relationship and start opening up to those things, then you're like, okay, well maybe, maybe this is a little healthier for me, or maybe this is a little better that I don't have to be this way or act this way. So, and it's hard. I mean, obviously losing Joey was hard too, but then you start to see all the things that he was doing to you and pulling you down in these ways and making you feel a certain way about yourself. I mean, those are obviously silver linings through very difficult times. So I'm not saying it was easy. There is post post-traumatic growth from that stuff you know so it's just like the idea of being anti-fragile like if you're tough you do grow from pain like that's pretty much an obvious fact like growth comes from that you know versus comfort zone right so Mm -hmm. it that's that's the silver line is often probably associated there right well well you know but at what's your what how's this year for you it's been kind of crazy for you too (laughs) yeah Yeah, a little bit Oh, but, yeah. but but she's wild. but that's that's been like you a good it. thing that's not that's bad. been so much fun i mean it's like that's when i yeah i don't i don't i can't speak that really negative did you say the other day that she might be your best friend no i am her best friend you <laughs> you are, are her my best, best friends okay. but okay all right. all right. i am her best relationship she's ever had probably so yeah. far in life that'd be my point of view but i know that sounds crazy but i have to i'm involved with this person is I'm doing what is required to manage this relationship. Does that make sense? I am doing what is required, which is to be fully in that relationship to manage it. Does that make sense? So I'm lost in the relationship. (laughs) I'm, I'm fully enjoying, went to the doctor today and did all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm in that world. So I don't have negative thoughts about it. 
because I would then I wouldn't yeah. want to be there or do it. So I make that my world that I am enjoying. So then I come to have positive feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. It's just the it's just I had to 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 really do something with somebody. You got to really give. You got to really do all that connecting stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to do if you do it, it'll it'll work. But that you know what I mean. You have to actually. You know what I mean. It's like hard to to really connect to people, but you can do it, and then you can do what you is required there. So you have to. Have, I just like, picture you and your. I just picture you and your mother in law walking around like uh, Seattle. Go, go, people, let me tell you about my best. Yeah, you know, getting ice cream like together that. and <laughs> yeah. laughing and just like, man, this is cool. We went to the doctor today, and um, God, she. <laughs> She she talked to this doctor a bunch and disagreed with her, you know, pretty much the whole time. This doctor, very nice, very nice doctor. Yeah. And she was really patient. We spent a lot of time listening to her say, you know, not actual words, but listening and like trying to understand her point of view and understand yeah. what she's saying, stuff like that. And um, she, we went through the whole thing and everything. And this doctor, we got rid of a bunch of her medicine and we just like really, it was really 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 good and this lady was really nice like it went way because the other doctor's point had been absolute nightmares this was the first good one and it was really good um the doctor walks out of the room closes the door and nana says i hate her that's the first thing she said Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I die laughing. You know, that, I mean, but that's like it. the sweetest that's, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's crazy, but it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's fun in all the ways. But I don't know if it's been the worst year of my life or anything like that. But it's like not. I don't think at all it's been the worst year. But crazy. Yeah. It just feels like things are changing, and it's really crazy. And it is yeah. true that Toby's divorce is very impactful to me. I don't see what that isn't. It's not crazy because Toby is a big force in my life and Jessica's half of his yeah. life. So yeah. how does that not yeah. like whether I talk to Jessica ever or not, she's the counterweight on a system that right. I'm in the mobile over right. a baby's crib with. And she's one of the big weights in it. She's out of it. That's volatile for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a system. Everything's connected. Everybody's connected. So it's like, you know, the amount of change is just, you know, that kind of thing. And just, I don't know. It's crazy. Well, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, this isn't meant to sound self-centered or anything like that, but Toby being one of our best friends and his sheer magnitude of emotion in general is what we've always kind of lived with and we know how to, you know, manage that. And it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it, it, it's just Toby. And then you put the divorce in and that magnifies emotion. And then we're, we're trying to, you know, kind of balance the friendship there. And then him coming out of the divorce and move, trying to move on in different ways. And then this is it's just, yeah. you know, from our perspective, it's not hard. It's not hard. But right. it's yeah, your it's background like, prediction information like, about the world is not is not like my predictions of how the world works are not true anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's just right. it feels I feel real shaky, like I'm on like some <laughs> board that's kind of on the ocean. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. exactly. Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's so familiar because we've known you since before you were in this particular relationship, which is a really big one. Right. So it's like, yeah. right. it's a, a giant, like, it's like, oh yeah, but everything, like there's people that didn't know you before, but me and Devin knew you yeah. well before through a lot of volatility and other cycles. So it's like, oh yeah, you, you can, you can, I can remember, it makes me remember you before in some ways. It's like, yeah. oh, there's something I hadn't seen in a really freaking long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I well, I definitely that's what I'm saying. I mean, my divorce, I think I've handled it and she's handled it about as good as you can. There's been ups and downs obviously and everything, but I mean, I I if it, if we had to get divorced, this probably is the best possible scenario. I mean, I get to see my kids all the time. Uh we just both went together and saw the Allerton Christmas lights. I mean, we're treating each other really as best we can. There are ups and downs and it gets hard here and there, but overall that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, months ago I would have, I was at like a very low point and you know, and I, I didn't even know what to do. Like I didn't even talk about it on the podcast for a very long time because uh, at least a, a long time for me, because I usually say stuff day of, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like when something pretty happens, fast, I'm, I'm going to yeah. hop on the, I'm going to hop on the po- podcast and talk about it. But I, so although it was extremely hard, in some ways, I feel like I had a friend tell me this that I'm that like after your divorce, sometimes maybe you were seeing in black and white, and, and while you're married, and then you you kind of can see in color again. And there's parts mm-hmm. of me that are coming back because they need to, because I am a single person again. And there's parts of me that I'm finding again and learning about myself. So I'm saying there is a real chance for real bad and real good from all of this. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to find the real good. I really am. I'm 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 becoming more uh, clear in lots of ways. And also, I think maybe I'll die before the end of the year. Like I'm still like, <laughs> I think, like I don't know what you know what is going to happen in my life or anything. I feel like you know and and but I it's really nice to go. Wait a minute. I can be me, and that is good. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. for a long time, I I don't know if I thought being me is good. And and some of that stems from how, how tough it was in 2019 and all of those things. Like I was like, wait, because people will tell you stuff about yourself. Lots of people, especially because we are decent. We are very small, but public, like y'all were saying. And so lots of people will tell you stuff about yourself. And that's just us. I can't imagine if you were super famous or anything. And I know people that don't have podcasts or in bands, they're just working nine to fives and stuff like that. People will tell you stuff about yourself and you have to literally figure out is it true or not and so i you know i'm i'm just been figuring that stuff out so as far as the year goes is a really tough year really was one of the toughest years of my whole life but that doesn't mean it was the worst and i wouldn't have said that probably a few months ago if you'd asked me this question a few months ago i would have said a lot different mm-hmm. but just a little bit of time helps me go wait a minute i'm going to be okay and i'm a good dude and that, and, and part of me even feels like I'm being egotistical or, uh, you know, uh, hyping myself up because I say I'm a good dude. I'm, I can really say, honestly, I'm not like, I'm a good guy that fucks up, but also really does try to do the right thing. And that's all you can ask anybody. I do try to treat people as best I can. And when I get it wrong, I try to even apologize or fix it. And I'm, uh, you know, all of those things. So, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Devin went through the actual death of his dad. So, I mean, that's. You know, even though, you know, Ronnie was sick and like yeah. you said, it wasn't mm-hmm. like completely out of the blue. It's, 
it, that doesn't make it hurt less that he's gone. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. My, and my brother died like yeah. 10 days earlier. Right. And so that kind of feels like the same year, even though technically I guess it's not, but. Well, let you two, include it. Two, two weeks before. So, it, you know, it's one of those things like, it's probably, well, I mean, it doesn't feel like it, but it's probably one of the worst years of my life. I don't have many bad years that I remember very well. And, um, it, you know, sometimes you don't notice it in the moment and you come back and you go, oh, that was terrible. Like some of the pandemic yeah. stuff, like I was like, you remember in the pandemic when everybody was like, you know what? I actually think I like this better. Yep. Yeah, right. this is better. And then you look back yeah. and like, that was fucked. <laughs> right. right? Yes. But at the time you were like, yeah, this is this is actually awesome that we're actually at home a lockdown. You know, it's like, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I will say this, though. Devin's, I, I kind of think you should, there's a tagline to yours that almost rolled in. Like, you, if you count, like, last November, December, yeah, when yeah. when when everything was happening, you were trying to get into your house, and mm -hmm. then uh, your your brother died, and a and bunch of dad, different yeah. stuff, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. then your dad, and the whole house situation where you had to get out of your rental, but also you had to get moved, and literally you had to like move your whole house and then go to a funeral, like it was right. like uh, yeah. it was unbelievable, like it was a pure exhausting, like. There was you were constantly having to go yeah, go go. You'll go, remember go. that, and for, then your dad died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forty like, years, you'll remember that feeling of like I was a zombie just doing stuff. Like you, yeah, you know that's what I'm exactly. Yeah, what it, yeah, was, it yeah. really felt like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember that. Um, it, it feels like about a month to two month stretch there that I was. That's the most stressful time of my yeah, entire for life. Sure. Yeah, those yeah. two months because I don't really get stressed very often, but I was very stressed, and no, I could only think about those things for two months time right. and i remember yeah like you said man i was a zombie i remember toby helped mm -hmm. me move some stuff but my dad was on a ventilator yeah. and i was moving stuff from one house to the other before i had to go down there and you had like, to move <laughs> that's that yeah i was like, like it was one of those like you had i had to move right so that yeah i mean I, it feels like a so long ago now yeah, but it in does that moment, long. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I don't know if I can get through this." But then you go, "Well, of course I'll get through it," and then see. Yeah, how because it was not getting through it. Like, what, I know. Like, you know what I mean? I guess there's people in places where they can check out or something. Like, I'm not, I'm not even judging anybody who does, but I'm saying, what, what would not making it? But you have like, there's no not making it. Yeah, like you can say, no, "Oh, I'm not going to be able to handle this." Well, <laughs> I imagine you will though. Right. <laughs> so right. That's whatever that feels like. It's like a zombie for a, a period of time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, and and I do want to clarify the Christianity fucking me over. <laughs> yeah, right. I that's what I'm saying. I actually feel like my heart was softened this year in some ways for Christianity. Like my neighbor Bill is just the most coolest guy and wants me to come to his church, but it, it just has the most real raw faith of probably maybe anybody I even met before. Like it's just a real faith in God, and I have been able to keep my faith in God. I do believe in Jesus and needing a savior and redemption and forgiveness. That's what I was saying earlier, but I'm just saying the whole system did not give me real tools and resources to work with my tribe, my people, or what was it just, I, I really feel lost sometimes like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm supposed to just go pray. That's it. Right. Like what, what about like really like sometimes I feel like it taught me to pray, which is, in some ways, like running away from the situation, let me go pray and do that. Wait, instead yeah. of facing the thing right there and prayer is good. I prayed 
So I went to my closet at my lowest point. I found I, this is crazy. I think I might maybe I even said it on the podcast. I can't remember. I was so. Well, low. I hadn't heard the lowest point story yet. Well, well, I, I was. If you already well, got I mean, a rock bottom moment, let's just take, clear out the time. It's the end of well, the year. Tell I mean, us not, your I'm, rock bottom moment. I'm not going to go into all those details, <laughs> but I mean, well, I mean, it, I mean, my marriage was falling, uh-huh. was ending, and I, you know, I was doing everything I could to save the marriage. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? No, 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 but, but no, but yeah, but that's what I'm. I want you to hear me. I was trying I to am. save the marriage. I don't know if our relationship needed saving. And I thought it, I, I don't know. I still, I guess maybe it, it didn't. And that's really hard to say. But I was, the, the Christian background I have, the marriage, you have to stay married. You don't get divorced. That's awful. And the kids and everything, you know, and you're saying all this stuff in, in my masculinity and my manhood and my, and my role as a leader, even in my family. You know, all of those things are coming in. And I, and I just was so low and I can remember I was standing there trying to get a t-shirt and I just started praying like, but for real, like there wasn't, there was nothing cause I had nothing. And so that's what I'm saying. I do believe prayer is powerful. I do believe it's yeah. important. And I didn't have anywhere. I wasn't running from anything. I didn't mean to start praying. I just was so low trying to get a t-shirt out of my closet. And then I realized I actually went into a closet and prayed like they did in the Bible. You know, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah. after I prayed, I was like, Oh, I was in my closet in a quiet time praying for real. And I was like that. And it, it really did help me. Like, I don't, I, I didn't hear from God. No <laughs> one knew this was no one, you know, I, at, at yeah. that point I didn't even hadn't told you guys when this, there was a time where y'all didn't know. I mean, I, I didn't tell y'all for a while. Cause I didn't, how even long know, was I, that? I didn't tell y'all for a month or two, I think. Was it Maybe that more. long? Yeah, it really wow. was. I mean, June was when we really started talking about it, and I didn't tell you till I think yeah, we, maybe we didn't find out till was it August? Sep- I, no, it was no, it wasn't August. It was at least September, maybe October, guys. It might have been the beginning I of think, October. No, because we knew in September on that on that tour, didn't we? It was when you were driving out. Was it that was right before you drove out for that tour? So when was yeah, that se- tour? So in September is when I told y'all. You sure? It was when September. we started the, the the West Coast yeah. leg of Label yeah, Fest. That that must have been September. No, yeah. Are you sure? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So September, right? But I mean, there was several months there where I didn't say much, and I was like, maybe when we're working this out, maybe I can fix this. Maybe I can save the marriage. Maybe I can do it, and maybe God will help me, or <clears throat> you know, maybe there'll be a change of heart or yeah. whatever. And I'm just saying, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, in some ways, it's been, uh, you know, I didn't have the strength or tools or resources to maybe end the marriage. And so, in some ways, it was done for me. And maybe that was, will prove to be a good thing. I'm not sure. You know, I'm I'm not, Yeah. I mean. Well, know, that's I what I was going to agree with it, you but, about yeah. Christianity. Like, it feels like, and in, in, in this, this way with a bunch of stuff. But the focus is so, well, at least, you know, it used to be, and maybe not quite as much as it used to be. The focus was so hard on do not get divorced, but they ne- there was never really any real discussion or even encouragement about 
working on your marriage. You know what I mean? Like they never, the only thing they ever say is husbands, wives submit to your husbands. Husbands love your wives like Christ loves the church. That was mm-hmm. it. There right. was never any, um, what can we do to improve our marriage? Like w- actually think about your marriage or work on your marriage daily, weekly, you know, monthly. Those are things you just take yeah. for granted. Yeah. So point being, they're not really in, like in a sense, your faith isn't really actively involved in your marriage until it needs to be. That's just functions you know I mean? as the police part of it, where it's just like, well, yeah. you need to, yeah. you have to excuse stuff and deal with that on your end, but you got to hold it together according to the rule. And then if there is marriage help stuff, it's so self-helpy that it's, yeah, that's not really, that's more about something else than right. actual help, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Crazy. You know what's real crazy too is Toby is not married and my dad is getting married. That's another yeah. one you wouldn't predict. <laughs> That's another crazy one. I know. Because, it, my, you know, t- my dad's the age that Toby's already saying he wishes hopes he's dead before. But now my dad's going into a marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's pretty, I talked to my dad today on the phone. It was hilarious. Really? Yes. He, uh, Toby, you'll like this one. So I'm talking okay. to my dad today. <laughs> it's on topic. Here we go. He, I was talking to my dad today. We talked about, because we're going to go to visit in South Carolina, but he, um, I don't know how he brought it up or exactly how he heard, but he said, uh, so he he asked who was on who went on the cruise. I told him he'd go on the cruise. He said, Who went on the cruise? I was like, Well, the the whole band. And so and so I went through and named everybody's name so he could ask about each person. And when Toby <laughs> came up, he, he said <laughs> he's like, Toby's wife didn't go or something about Toby's divorce. So it's like he knows so he knows you're d- divorced. Oh, but I don't Lord. know. I didn't tell him I didn't have that conversation with him. I probably did with my sister. She told him whatever. But anyway, he knew you were divorced. And so he asked about that today. And I told him, um, you know, I just like said something about it, um, or whatever. And he goes, Okay. And he lives where? I was like, He lives in Champaign. He's like, Okay, okay. You know, he's just doing that thing where he was going through my friends and uh, status mm-hmm. updating them. And your divorce is part of it. And he says, and they got, what was the kids? And he went through the kids and said, the kids ages, okay. And then he said, you know what he said next? He says, <clears throat> says, now what does he do for a living? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? I said, he, first of all, he's the lead singer of Emory. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, and he has a, and we do the podcast. He has the same job as me, Dad. <laughs> Why did he say that? I don't know. <laughs> well, could he was probably thinking, you know, some he of the guys dead have serious, other jobs. Though. He was dead serious. I know, but you know, like he probably thinks some of the other guys have side jobs, so maybe Toby's doing something else too. <laughs> now, what does he do for a living? That's the, what he said. <laughs> It's like you must think I'm just you know what I mean like that I don't know I don't know what it means or if that's whatever but I thought it was I was like he does he think you don't have a job really? I, th- I think so yeah I think that must I be what he right. thinks <laughs> and so I was like and so I was telling him I was like okay so we're gonna come there and I was you know I'm connecting to my dad I'm being I'm not you know I'm being really trying to really connect with him and everything. I said something, I was talking about how it was important to me to bring the kids. And that's why he's asking, what are we going to do when we're there? And I said, I said, I got into something that was kind of sentimental. And I was like, 
it's really important for me to tell to bring the kids there and see where I grew up and what you know, just so they'll know understand themselves better. I just I'm not trying to go out and doing stuff. I just want to see you and your environment and Rita and you know and just what just be. We're not trying to do anything. Just hang out there and just so the kids can understand y'all and where I'm from and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said something and ended kind of sentimental, like you know, and just you know, just I want them to have that experience because it's it's really something or whatever. Put in a new water main. He says, <laughs> and then he talked about his pump, how his pump broke for five or ten minutes straight. About the you know the gallons per minute, twenty two gallons per minute. By the way, that it pumps up the hill. Can you believe that? Twenty two gallons a minute. Because oh, you know you could do a house, a house, you can run a whole house on four gallons a minute. But this was getting twenty two up the hill from the new that pump from so the well. Funny. So. You think he, he, just, yeah, he, told me all you think he was stuff. just avoiding the conversation, or you think he was just kind of like, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Dads, man, they don't like going there. Nope. They don't like going there no. unless you make them. Yeah. But that's crazy. <sighs> well, so okay. what do you think What do you think next year is going to be like? Oh, good question. God knows. I mean. I, okay, let's break it down into categories. What will next year be like, do you think, for Emory, our band Emory? Well, me and Devin just worked that out entirely on a phone call with Katie a few minutes ago. We mapped out all oh, the thanks major. For, thanks for including me. <laughs> what the we fuck? We were talking about, we, were, um, we went through the, um, it's like basically, and I don't know if we talked about it too much, but we, I mean, the whole year next year is in shallow seas we sail. I mean, that's just basically the whole year. That's like, it's not an anniversary date per se, but... You know, it, you, we can kind of almost map the whole year on all the things that will be involved with that, but lots of shows of that, you know, stuff to announce and stuff like that. But we're trying to get a grip on that. But, you know, we just got back from shooting the Tampa, shooting it in Tampa, and then we're going to bring it back here. We're going to try and book a show to make that thing that in Shallow Seas we sail <clears throat> in a club to be really cool and then do that act the in Shallow Seas we sail you know, in as many cities as we can, you know, get to mm-hmm. in whatever way we can get there. So that's the basic outline of Emory next year, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think for Emory, it'll probably be a really good year. I mean, yeah. it, se- it seems like this year was good. And I'm, mean, I th- it probably feels pretty good to most bands that are still around after COVID. It probably feels like, man, these are great. But it feels like there really is a, you know, resurgence or whatever. So I think next year will be pretty good and we got a lot of stuff happening and trying trying to do new stuff with different people so i think it'll be a really good year probably the biggest we've ever been that's what i say i think we have more listeners more fans more total global participation total global participation yeah next year than ever before but maybe we had bigger years where we were in the middle yeah. of high, like with the scene hype and the you right. know like 2005 a was a big year yeah, you might get a bigger guarantee for a club show. You headline a big show. More people come to the to that show specifically. But, but with the technology, oh, we're like yeah. really connected. Like Emory, the entity is right. Really out there in the world in 2023. We we have more monthly listeners than we've ever had. We have 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds coming to our shows. I mean, that's you know. Our fans, kids are fans. Toby you know, gets a million like bras a thrown on stage every night now. Constant bras and yeah. panties. <laughs> uh, no, 
I hope it's uh, whitey tidies. <laughs> you get a few boxers. I'd love some boxer briefs, some whitey tidies. That would be nice. Be nice to be recognized. You know what I mean? But I think you're right. There's a decent chance that Emory's biggest year ever is 2023. <laughs> We're going to play more shows next year than we have in a, lo- a while. Yeah. That's for sure. And, yeah. And we have uh, a really special digital event coming out this year. Yeah. We have a ton of really amazing shows. Uh, there's a lot of music that we're creating. And Emory Land is going great. You should join it right now. Support us. Support this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's all tied in together. And I think that it's kind of crazy that that's the case that somehow is this our year where we finally, we stuck around <laughs> longer than everybody. Every no. fucking band <laughs> not, breaks no. up and then comes back no. together and all that stuff. I think this is our year. I, I wouldn't say no. I think this is our year where it's the biggest year Emory's ever had. It might not be, we're not going to be, you know, headlining Coachella, but we might ha- actually really make an imprint this year with our band. I think well, that's, that's really cool. It is crazy. When, like when we're talking about, we're going to need the next walls, you know, for that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. The, like the we were talking about next album. Sorry, go ahead. With uh, JT is you just never know when something might catch on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it could be whatever. Like No Doubt was right. a band for 10 years before they got big. And we right. were a band for 20 years before we got big. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or that, or that lady that had a song in the 80s that got big on TikTok and now she's <laughs> yeah. massive. What? Are, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. What about us all? Like a deal with God. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, what if somebody picks up an Emory song for a Netflix show that blows up? Yeah. In 2023. You still got to write that song, and we got to own that song. That's the difference, yeah. according to well, Uncle maybe JT. Maybe it'll be one that we own. Right. Uncle JT says you got to own it. He's right. Yeah. So, But we got to write one that we own that's better than Walls. Right. True. All right. We'll we'll do that old, old uh, CTA list. I think we're basically oh, yeah. there. The, the idea is that um, you should join Emory Land because we're about yep. to go. We're obviously psyching ourselves up viral. to go into development <laughs> mode here because we're, we're wrapping viral. the year. We're about to go viral <laughs> next year. We got to go into the mode of creating. Like, I really, I'm saying that to project it out there. I want to write the best stuff we've ever written. And we're going into that year in January doing that. And we'll be, we got a bunch of plans for exactly the material we want to write and how we're going to roll it out. So we'll start writing January. And as it rolls out, it'll go to Emory Land before it's any, you know, anywhere near the public. So now's right. a good time to join Emory Land. And you could just do it as a gift for yourself at the end of the year, it would be nice. It would be nice to do it for a loved one yep. um, because there's going to be good stuff coming out. There's good stuff in there, like our past uh, album live tapings and music that's not released publicly. And we're about to put n- more music in there as we make it. And uh, if not, how about just a tip for a killer year of podcasts? for free like you haven't you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. you've been listening it's the end of the year you've been listening all year yeah it'd be a tip if nothing else and you get part of this dick so you get to get the tip of this dick by just joining emory land <laughs> yes so you just can. a tip just if you've enjoyed the podcast this year how many hours have it's you spent with that, us if just join emory land it's the gift that keeps on giving how much did the barista work to get that freaking two dollars though i know Do you know what i'm saying like yep. you have how many hours listen to this Sorry, right. but you know, know, just end of the year. This is also the this podcast kind of started this year, so that was yeah. a oh yeah, we went. Right? It's all over this year. It went, it went right. from bad Christian yeah. kind of transitioned yeah. and became it's all over sometime. Yeah. yeah. 
I so that's why we keep it. Go ahead. I really still wish we'd have called this podcast "Bastard with No Answers." Yeah, if we'd have just <laughs> done that, I think it would have just been. It really would have made this year better for me. But we named it. It's all over. But "Bastard with No Answers" would be really dope. Another way you can support us: Marriage Supply. If you use oh, code yeah. All Over, you get ten percent off. I mean, we. You know what? Since Black Friday, we've been selling like crazy. So order now. What What more do you want under your Christmas tree than something that vibrates? You know what mm. I'm saying? Oh. Oh. You want something that doesn't vibrate under your Christmas tree or something that vibrates? Do you want, you know, after the kids open their presents and everybody's kind of stuffed with food and stuff, you know, you can, you know, after you take a little nap, a little afternoon delight is pretty nice on Christmas Day. I won't be having that. But use code all over for 10% off at Mary Supply. And uh, one of the other benefits of joining Emory, uh, Emory Land, uh, you get your name read on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People keep you know joining, what? and here's some That's people right. that have Join joined. Them. Yep, and this this time they sent in their favorite like uh, uh, Christmas murder. Ooh, Christmas okay. murder! All right, yeah, James yeah, Cook. Right. Well, thirty seven. His favorite is thirty seven year old Patty White offered her down on her luck. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Thirty seven year old Patty White offered down on her luck Michelle O'Dowd a place to stay over the holidays. It's so nice of Patty. Michelle was delighted at the Christmas spirit being shown to her. But Patty White had an ulterior motive, one that involved stealing all of her new housemate's credit cards, killing her, and leaving her among a, a trashed Christmas tree. Hmm. Gee. So, that's, so that's his favorite. It's one murder. of my favorites. That's a good yeah. one. Next. Justin Hedrick. <clears throat> this happened in Victoria, Australia on, in 2013, Christmas Day. Uh, in, instead of spending the day with his loved ones, William Stevenson, uh, pays the ultimate price for keeping poor company as his friends, meth addicts, Danielle Kerr and Darren Lewis, kill him in one of the most violent ways conceivable. They stab him in the face, bash his skull, and set him on fire. Jeez. Wow. Rough. The, That's rough. On Christmas? Christmas Day. Wow. Do Is the murder rate down... On Christmas Day. That's all I want to know about humanity. Like, there is hope if on Christmas Day there are less murders than other days. There, Well, how many countries celebrate Christmas? I'm just saying in the United States, okay, are United murders States. down on Christmas Day? They have to be, right? I would hope so. As long as they're down. I don't know. Then I'll be, I'm okay. Bitter. Some people are bitter. If, it, if, it, if murders are up on Christmas... Yikes. I'm going to look it up right now. It's Might probably be terrible. Read, anyway, read the, ne- read the Ashley, next name. Ashley Shiverdeck. Shiverdeck. Yes, Shiverdeck. Shiver me nice. deck. I've never seen that. Shiver me deck. Shiverdeck. I like that name. Um, This happened December 28th, 1987. Ronald Green That's Simmons. That's Christmas walked, Day, but still. Walked, it's a Christmas well, murder. No, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. count it. Uh. Ronald Gene Simmons walked into a law firm in Russellville, Arkansas, and shot dead a receptionist who he was infatuated with, but who had spurned his advances. Then he went into the office of an oil company, shot two executives, killing one and injuring the other. He then drove to a convenience store and and a former place of work and shot two more people who would both survive, thank God. Ooh. Finally, he would do the same in the Woodfire Woodline Motor Freight Company, shooting and Jeez. wounding a woman. He then sat down and waited for the police to arrest him. And then on the 25th of June, 1990, three years later, then Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton signed his execution warrant. 
in that wild by lethal yeah, injection. Is. All right. Well, that seems like you deserve it kind of to me, to be honest. Like if you've murdered people and then went on a car ride to clear your head, but instead you drove to other places to murder other people you had past grudges with, that's pretty yeah. severe. You're just right, in the murder and you know, right. mood at that point. That's kind of yikes. Yeah. Matt, uh, it's it's sus. It's cringe no matter what. All right. Micah Wither, Witherell. Witherell. Christy. Christy Bamu was just 15 when he was tortured and drowned in his bath by his own sister, Maggie Magalie, and her twisted boyfriend, Eric Bakubi. It was on Christmas Day 2010 when the couple finally killed Damn. poor Christy after sustained and brutal four-day torture session that flat at their flat in London. Uh, when his body was found, more than 130 separate injuries were counted. Oh, That's probably God. worse than the last guy. Man, these these uh, Emory Landers and sure those face murders were actually worse too. Yeah, was that the last name? You know, one more. Oh, oh God! What sick <laughs> act of violence does Michael Franklin prefer? Michael to think Franklin, about you all sick the holidays. Fuck. You sick fuck, Michael. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve what of two thousand four. Holiday. <laughs> Christmas Eve two thousand four in the small city of Covina, just outside of L.A. Parties dominated the neighborhood. Uh. At 1129 East Knollcrest Drive, at around uh, had around 25 close friends and family enjoying each other's company. At around 1130, a knock at the door came. Standing on the other side of the door, Santa Claus. At least that's what the eight-year-old girl who answered the door thought, but it wasn't St. Nick. It was a man called Bruce Pedro. Pardo, I'm sorry. The unstable and violent ex-husband of one of the women at the party. He was holding a 9 millimeter pistol in one hand and a flamethrower in the other. He, had a fir- he also had three handguns in his possession. Cruelly and methodically, he went about shooting everyone in sight before setting the house afire. Nine people would die. Three would be badly injured. Pardo left, driving to his brother's home 30 miles away. He planned to detonate a series of handmade explosives and then make his escape to Canada. But the fire had caused his Santa suit to melt onto him, causing severe third-degree burns. Instead, he decided to put a bullet in his head. Wow, Michael! Damn, Michael Franklin! Sick fuck, Michael! The polyester, the polyester suit got that Santa in the end. Isn't that crazy? The real villain was polyester the whole time. I just don't understand the the real thoughts behind. Yeah, I'll use a flamethrower. That just seems real dangerous. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to cause over the line. I mean that it is over the line. Sounds a bit much. So anyway. Um, I was looking up he had a a holiday, the yeah, holiday, holiday murders. Oh, but that's so, enough, Devin. Okay, so well, like you got this, the stat. Devin. I love though. it. You got okay, the stat. Well, I, don't ha- well, I it, it doesn't give me like a strong number stat, but it gives it me a real be, strong I'm really idea nervous. It's like people go ho- insane on the holidays and it's worse. Yes. Fuck. You're exactly right. Uh, now, they say Christmas Day isn't necessarily worse <laughs> Than other days, hard, but right, like though. the shopping times, that's the are real bad. That's the more murders. Like, okay, well, said like Black yeah, Friday, yeah, okay. but that kind of is correlated. But they yeah. say, what do you think is the absolute number one most violent day of the year? <sighs> I'm gonna say July Fourth. That's a good guess because that is it's just a lot of alcohol. It's high. It's, it's got to be correlated with alcohol. Yeah. Where's the other the highest, highest alcohol day of the year? That's not the highest. St. Patrick's Day. That's another good one, but not the it's highest. It's got to be alcohol is the highest correlation. Well, partly. What else? I mean, Halloween. Com- okay, so it's a confluence Halloween's of alcohol up. and what? 
What's the other factor for a hint? Um, Give us another axis. I don't know. New Year's Man. Eve? So it's a, it is no, a high alcohol close. day. It is a high alcohol day, right? Yes. New Year's Day. New Year's Day New Year's is no wow. violent day. Whoa. Does that include suicides? I don't know. But it that's kind of crazy violent, because maybe. you drink the night before, though. You know, well, New Year's Day is kind of like your chill day, right? Like but you just, you just don't want to do this. You just People go, just I'm not doing this one. Angry. I'm not on. I'm going to fuck this, this year. One, we're going to do something different. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Every year starts out with the most violent day fuck so, this. I mean, <laughs> the whole year. So, but that means that there are people who are going like, I'm going to do something real bad. And then yeah. they've been meaning to do it for a while. You know how you've been meaning to lose their 10 New pounds? Year's re- resolution. Right. You know how you've yeah. been been like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to start getting in that cold tank again. Yeah, I'm going to have to. But I, lose, you postpone yeah, all of like the October murders all the right. way until January uh-huh. 1st, and you got to get back to business. Yeah. 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 I get it. That's it. That's wild. All right. Oh, well, we're going to head over to part two. This has been a hell of a year. We're taking the rest of the year off. Yeah. We're taking we a break, you fuckers. So uh, you take a break too, but that doesn't mean you can't join Emeryland and get mm-hmm. our, you get Christmas music, you get our EP, you get all, all the part dues immediately. You can listen to all the yeah. part dues. If you haven't joined, you get, uh, you get all the part dues for the rest of the year. It'll fill you up. So And back ones. Backwards. Yeah. And back. That's what I'm saying. Back and back. Line. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And future. So, and future. So join today, you fucks. You sick fucks, or I swear to God, what I do on January 1st will make everybody oh. else pale in comparison to the shit I've I'll fucking do. I've been suppressing some acts of violence for over a month <laughs> that are due eventually. They are coming up. It's so funny because I promise you, on 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 January 1st at 2 p.m., I will be sleeping on the couch. <laughs> I will not. Who can murder and do terrible things that day? That just feels I exhausting. I want to chill. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm not going to go out in the cold and champagne and do bad shit. Good lord! All right, we'll see you yeah. at part two.